Welcome to TJH, your go-to podcast for all things journeying home to yourself. I'm your host, Hayley Curtis, Gene Keys and Women's Transformation Guide, here to encourage and usher you into remembering who you are by peeling back the veil on all things shadow work, self-love, self-worth, relationships, gene keys, breakthrough, awakening, and so much more. One thing I know to be true about you is that you are utterly magnificent. And here at the Journey Home Podcast, I will be walking hand in hand with you as you discover and remember your magic. Let the voyage begin. Hello and welcome back to TJH. We are here today for our weekly ponder episode. And the weekly ponder episodes are where I pose you a juicy and potent question that you can take into your day or into your week and contemplate it ponder on it to see what magic it reveals to you, to see what it's wanting to invite you into, to see what transformation is available within it for you. And I have based these weekly ponder episodes on the current gene key pulse, which is the gene key that is pulsing through our universe at the time of the recording. And today, the Gene Key Pulse is Gene Key 50. And Gene Key 50 is the shadow of corruption, the gift of equilibrium, and the city of harmony. And it is a really potent Gene Key that plays a vital role in all of our lives because it has a lot to do with fear and how fear is holding us back from harmony. So let's dive into the question. I'm going to first pose the question to you and you are welcome. Of course, I'm not here to tell you what to do. You are welcome to stop the episode there and just go ponder that question on your own. Or you can stay with me for another five to 10 minutes while I share my contemplations on this and may be able to invite you into peeling back some deeper layers. So without further ado, our question for today is... When you run your decisions through fear, how does that impact the path you walk in life and how does it throw you off balance? When you run your decisions through fear, how does that impact the path you walk in life and how does it throw you off balance? So this is a really big question and obviously it's all to do with fear and the way that fear impacts our lives. So I would love to unpack fear with you a little bit on today's episode. And a great entry point into pondering this question is to think about or visualize how your life would look and feel different if there were no such thing as fear. That's a really potent thing to ponder on and can be very confronting as well because when we view our life through the lens of fear not existing, quite often we can see our lives unfolding very differently from the way they have been unfolding so far, which instantly shows us the grip and the hold that fear does have on us because we become victim to our fears because we don't believe we can actually do anything about them, right? Fear is subconsciously or consciously ruling many of our lives. Definitely for me, 
you know, fear has been a major theme for me in my life. But just being a human, fear becomes a theme. And so what we feel on the inside manifests on the outside, meaning that our internal fears, they manifest in the outer reality of our lives. And we may have an internal fear of, let's say, spiders. We have an internal fear of spiders that results in a physical body reaction when we see one. Or, and then it can start manifesting into our outer reality by the way in which we're on edge and we're looking for spiders. I remember as a kid, like I was just so petrified to get on my bike because I just thought there would be spiders underneath the seat. Like the internal fear starts to manifest externally in our reality. Or maybe you may have a fear of public speaking and then that manifests as like sweating and feeling petrified at a work meeting while a sharing circle is happening and it's getting closer and closer to you and you're dreading your turn. And so that internal fear is starting to actually manifest on the outside in your physicality and the way in which you're living your life. And really what it's doing is it's stealing your harmony. It's stealing your peace because of its manifestation on the outside. And what is actually happening here is connected to this 50th gene key shadow, which is the shadow of corruption. And Richard Rudd describes the shadow of corruption as data corruption, where our fears are acting like viruses in our computer programming system, that when an experience or a decision or a concept floats into our field, our response or our reaction is corrupted by that virus, right? We're, we're taking it in through the fear and it corrupts our true nature. And so this shows us that our fear patterns are blocking us from accessing our true nature and making us believe that certain things must be feared and therefore avoided, which then manifests in these physical reactions in our bodies and also manifests through our decision making based on what we fear when we're running our fears through, sorry, when we're running our decisions through our fears, the results of those decisions are going to be very different than if we were just running them through our true nature. And this is why corruption has all to do with these fears, right? If you see your, see your mind as a computer program, your fears are like little viruses that are sitting in that computer program that are actually blocking you from certain parts of your destined path. And so our purpose in life is to root out these corrupted programs and to reboot our primary hard drive. And that is really what the journey of awakening is, to uproot the fear programs and reboot ourselves without each fear until they're all gone and until we reach complete harmony, until we return to our true nature. Because do you think it is our true nature to fear so much? Do you think it's our true nature to fear insects, to fear having conversations with people, to fear picking up the phone, to fear connecting, to fear adventure, and even to fear love? You know, we, we have so many fears around love. Do you think that that is our true nature? Or are these fears simply corrupted files in our system that we're actually here to identify, work through, 
and remove. This is sort of connected to the idea of karma. We all come here with certain karma. We come here with certain corrupted files, which is actually part of our purpose and why we're here is to burn that off. Like burning off your karma has a lot to do with facing your fears, dismantling them and removing them from your program entirely. That's actually part of evolution. But we are surrounded by other people living in the grip of their fears, which is what makes it so difficult to choose to walk the path of overcoming them. It's like, well, no one else is facing their fears, so why should I bother trying to break free from mine? And this is where we really begin to fall victim to our fears even more and we become passive. And this is actually the dilemma of corruption. Each of the gene keys has a dilemma, which is the reason why the shadow can take hold of us. And the dilemma of corruption is passivity. So we become passive with our own fears, seeing them as an inescapable part of ourselves and as just being part of life. Like everybody else has these fears. So like, hey, if Susie doesn't have to get over a fear of spiders, why should I have to? And we sort of start to compare our fear with others. But of course, we're living in a collective that is almost ruled by fear. And so you will see that at every turn. But does that mean that you are incapable of facing your fears? Right? Like, yes, fear is a part of life. Absolutely. Fear is a part of life. But we are destined to move through our fears, not to lie passively amongst them. It is actually a massive part of our evolutionary path here and a part of our purpose on earth to face our fears and begin alchemizing them so that we can return to our true nature, so that we can return to our harmonious nature, which is the higher frequency of fear is actually harmony because that's all fear is doing, right? It's just blocking you from harmony. It's blocking you from peace. It's blocking you from joy and it's blocking you from love. And of course, like the big finale, the big fear that we finally face and transcend is the fear of death, which actually lays at the crux of all fears, by the way. All fears are rooted in the fear of death. And so, you know, it, it's actually part of our destined path is one day to die. And I mean, I don't want to get morbid with this episode, but it has a big part to do with fear. Like even starting to contemplate the idea of death can just start shedding so much fear from you as you realize that it's nothing to be feared. But I'm not going to go down that path. Um, it takes work to face your fears. And this is also a reason why so many of us avoid them because we're avoiding the work that needs to be put in in order to overcome them. It can feel like it's impossible to overcome some of our fears, but that's just the view from the shadow. That's just the view from the fear. As soon as you take a stand and begin to find out what awakening feels like as you begin to face your fears, you will just feel this great force coming alive within you. But you can't see that from the fear. You can't see that from the shadow. And this is why it takes self-trust to actually be able to step into it, knowing and trusting that it will get easier as you go. 
And eventually we get to a point where we can look back and see that it was never actually as scary as we thought that it would be. And we get to relish in that little piece of harmony that is our reward for having put that work in and for having sat with that fear in the first place. And when it comes to facing fears, you tackle fear slow and steady with perseverance and commitment, piece by piece, without giving in to becoming a victim of the fear again. So if you see fear like a weed, you know, this corrupted file, it's like a weed in the system. When you try to pull out the weed too hard and fast, it will make you even more tense. And when you pull out a a weed too hard and fast, you can break it off at the root instead of pulling out the whole root, meaning it will just grow back, right? We do that if we try and face our fears too hard and fast. And this is where we can get stuck in the trap of courage. Yes, courage is amazing, but it's not enough. Stay with me with this one. Courage is like pulling out a weed and leaving the root. When we face something in courage, The fear is still there. We're just showing up in our fear, right? That's what courage is. To to have courage, you're still fearful, but you're like, I'm here anyway, and you show up in courage. The goal isn't just to be courageous, but to heal the need for courage altogether. To not be courageous in the face of fear, but to not be fearful at all, which are two completely different things. Of course, though, courage is essential in the beginning of this process. You need the courage to originally face the fear. But it is just that, the beginning. Courage is just the beginning. Whereas we can buy into the fact that it's, it's all just about the courage. Like just feel your fears and do it anyway. And we just stay there in that realm of courage. But while we're staying in the realm of courage, we're still staying in the realm of the fear. But slow and steady wins the race as you take your initial courage and you show up and then you allow that courage to transcend into letting go of the fear entirely, entirely. And this, look, that that takes a lot of time. And like I said at the beginning, fear has been a major theme in my life, um, which I do give a bit more background information on in episode one where I share my story. But there are certain things Certain fears that used to completely cripple me. I'm talking send me into a panic attack, an anxiety attack. And some of those things I simply do not fear anymore. The fear, it's not that I now face them with courage. I actually have burnt that fear out of my DNA. That corrupted file has been fully, over time, with slow and steady love and attention, has been fully removed and I've rebooted my hard drive and it just doesn't even exist anymore, right? This is, this is the reward. And in doing so, I have gifted myself back piece after piece of harmony. I used to live most of my waking hours in fear. Most of my waking hours in fear which had a massively detrimental effect on my physical health. You know, if you've listened to my my episode three, 
you'll hear about my physical health journey. And I'm still in the physical manifestation of that fear now. I'm still healing my physical body because the manifestation of the amount of fear I carried was so massive on my physical body, on the outward manifestation. And the fear that I had carried was also having a massive impact on the direction of my destined path in life because I was running my choices and decisions through so many corrupted files, so many fear weeds that were running the show that my life was just floating down this direction that wasn't actually my naturalness, that wasn't actually my true nature. And so as I have removed fear after fear over time, what I'm doing is simply returning to more and more and more of my true nature. But of course, I still have fears to go. You know, I'm still working on certain fears. And as you peel back one, the next presents itself to you. A couple that I have been working on, um, if you follow me on Instagram, you'll know that this year I had been actively working on my fear of the dentist which for the last 10 years has been something that I showed up purely in courage. Like I had to get in that place of courage and I used to have to take Valium. When I went and got one of my wisdom tooth removed, I took nine Valium just to get into the dentist's office. Nine. I mean, in my little frame, that is very dangerous. But anyway, that's how scared I was of the dentist. And that courage allowed me to keep showing up. But this year, I really focused in on no need for courage anymore. But it began with courage to get myself there at the start of this year. It had been a good five years since I'd been and it took a lot of courage just to get myself in that dentist chair. And then I had to go for four hour long appointments. This is how long I'd left my teeth. That um, It was four hour long appointments with the hygienist. And from appointment one to appointment five because it was five appointments in total I just let go so much of that fear and by the last appointment which was a almost a year on from my first one I simply just wasn't even afraid anymore and I got to witness this process in action over this prolonged time and see how the need for courage started to decrease as I just refused to fall victim to the fear again and I was actually able to extract that fear almost it's not completely gone yet I reckon maybe one or two more visits to the dentist and I will be able to reboot that hard drive and that fear is just not even going to exist anymore the other fear that I'm actively facing at the moment and have been for about a year is my fear of sharks which was one that I thought that I would never bother facing, right? Like we can easily avoid facing some of these fears. And I thought to myself, well, it's easy enough for me to stay out of the ocean for the rest of my life. Like, doesn't matter. I can be petrified of sharks. It doesn't matter. I'll just let that stay there. But in the last year, as I've been going deeper and deeper into my inward journey, I was feeling really called out on that feeling really called out on this passivity I had fallen into being like it's okay for me to be afraid of sharks I'll just let that stay there and it's it really became more and more apparent to me that my fear of sharks was a lot more than just a fear of sharks and that my fear of sharks was actually keeping me trapped in that fear manifesting in my day-to-day life when the ocean wasn't even around 
And as I dove deeper into the dream arc, which is a, is a part of the gene keys where um, you journey alongside animals and the shark in the dream arc represents this fear that something or someone is always out to get you. And I recognized that my fear of sharks in the ocean was manifesting in these little subtle ways in my day-to-day life where I was always fearing that there was something around the corner that was going to hurt me or get me, which was a much deeper layer than this same fear that I had faced and alchemized many years ago. Sharks is actually a little piece. It's a little bit of the root of that same fear. And I was like, damn it. (laughs) It called me out. Because that's really what that fear of sharks is is based in, like the fear of going in the ocean. Like I'm viewing the ocean as if I go in there, something's in there that's out to get me. And that is manifesting in my life. And so I have actively been facing this fear and it's, it's starting with a lot of courage. Like the first time that I got in the ocean and swam out there with, with Bevan, Man, I was I actually was shaking at a certain point because I'm also scared of waves. So it's a double it's a double whammy for me and I also just have fears around water. So really it's a triple whammy. It's a big one for me. And we went out there it was our anniversary last year. So that's 18 months ago now where I first decided I was going to start facing this and the waves were what people would consider small, but I felt like they were big and it took me a lot of courage and I went out there and I was diving under the waves with Bevan and he was holding my hand and I could feel my whole body shaking and I did a few and then I was like, okay, Bevan, I think I need to go back in. Like the tears were in my eyes and, but I did it and I faced it with courage because that's the beginning. But then I could have easily been like, oh, that was too hard and fall victim to the fear again. But instead I was like, I've taken that step in courage. Let me keep moving forward because eventually I'm going to get to a place where it's not going to be about I need this much courage every time. I'm going to get to a point where courage isn't even needed because the fear doesn't even exist. And so I've just been supporting myself in that. In different ways, like I figured out that, okay, when I wear a wetsuit, I feel a little bit more safe to go out into the water. Does this mean I'm going to have to wear a wetsuit every day for the rest of my life when I'm in the water? No, because this is part of what allows me to get in there to transcend the fear. This is about working with yourself instead of in opposition to yourself when it comes to facing your fears. And so then I've just been like playing around in the white water a little bit more. And um, each time that I would take the dogs to the beach for a walk, then I would commit to getting in, whether it's even just up to my hips, but just starting to remind myself that I'm safe to do this. And um, yeah, that's just, it's been progressing. We've just been winter time, so I haven't gone out in the ocean for a few months, but we're coming into summer and I'm gearing up for my next phase. <laughs> I see it as like a video game, like I'm ready for my next level. And this is what it is to overcome fears. But I'm choosing to do this because it's, like I said, it's so much more than just the shark. It's so much more than just the shark. Just like it's so much more than just the cockroach or the public speaking or whatever it is for you. It's more than that. That fear of that small thing or that big thing is actually manifesting through your life in ways that you may not even know. And so... As we slowly and steadily start facing our fears, it has a lot more power and weight in the world than simply making your life more harmonious, right? We think that that's all that we gain from facing a fear. Oh, just, you know, yay me. 
and we think it's not worth it. Well, it's not all worth all of the effort and all of the pain to have to face that fear if it's just to help me not be afraid of sharks. Like, why bother doing that? But it's about so much more than that. Because as you start showing up in the world with less and less fear holding you back, you begin to truly unleash your magic and your genius. And it's your genius that's going to heal our world. Collectively, as we all start to witness, identify these corrupted files, these fears, and begin slowly and steadily pulling them out at the root and begin rebooting our entire hard drive, we are coming into just a higher and higher and higher frequency as a collective and we are returning to harmony within ourselves first and then within the collective. We are in such a disharmonious state in our world and we have been for a very long time and it's all rooted in fear. Different people's fears manifesting in different ways, creating different types of divide, different types of separateness. And then like our systems and structures are all based upon these fears, governments and education and all of these things are actually things based upon the bedrock of fear. And so no wonder we don't experience much harmony. But as you, as an individual, this is the place where we hold the power is in how we're going to shift in our lives. We can't go out and heal the fears of the world. It's not your job to do that. Your job, your destined path is your fears. The corrupted files that you were born with or that got put into you throughout your experience in life, those are yours. And as you do your part and I do my part, as a collective, we rise. As a collective, we welcome in harmony, which has never been more needed in our world than now. And it can feel silly to think that, you know, me facing my fear of sharks is having an impact on global harmony, but it is. Because as everyone starts to do that, that's actually how we create global harmony. Because by facing our individual fears, we are returning to our true nature. And as more and more people return to their true nature, what we're returning to is love. What we're returning to is peace. Right? That's what we're returning to. And it all starts here with the fears that are corrupting us. And so I just welcome you into this week's weekly ponder. I had a bit more to say today. <laughs> fear is just, mm, when I start thinking about fear, my heart just gets so excited. And if you really enjoyed this concept and, and you want to dive deeper into this concept, if you're listening to this the week that I have released it, you will be able to access Richard Rudd's audio on Gene Key 50, which is the shadow of corruption, the gift of equilibrium and the city of harmony for free through the weekly pulse. The links are in the show notes of where you can listen to that. But if you are listening to this at a later date, you can go and download that audio for like two or three dollars online I will also put the link to that in the show notes um, and you can come on in to the journey home membership to this episode and share your thoughts ask your questions share you know what fears you're facing or ones that you have maybe overcome and, and rebooted your system if you want to continue this conversation please come on across if you're not already a member of the journey home you can follow the link in the show notes and come and join us for as low as eleven dollars a month but this is just such an important thing for us to ponder and this is where 
contemplation is such a beautiful gateway into discovering things and peeling back things around fear. Because when we come at fear with this harshness, thinking that it's something to be fixed and like we're like, ah, it feels too scary and we're just never going to look at it. Whereas the art of contemplation is all about playful pondering and you just get to playfully ponder your fears and as you do so, they begin to lose their power and hold over you. This week inside the journey home, we actually had a masterclass on the art of contemplation and it was magnificent. It was magnificent. I've actually popped it um, as part of the welcome checklist. So when you first join the journey home, it will actually pop up as as a resource to watch um, in your first couple of weeks of being in the community because I believe it is so powerful and it is really our entryway into everything I spoke about today. This is how we actually are able to reboot our hard drives without these corrupted files in them. It's through the art of contemplation because if you try and do it any other way, it's just painful and you end up suffering more. You end up throwing it in and you go, oh, it's too hard. And that's how I spent most of my life, but no more. I get to face these things in a completely new way and, and free myself, freeing my spirit, returning to my true nature and Oh, I'm just so excited that we are on a course in in our world today where we're actually stepping more and more into this stuff and this is how the harmony will return. So thank you for joining me today. I will be back on Thursday with episode two for the week and it is a brilliant interview that one of the glorious Journey Home women jumped on and and. and she ran the interview. She was asking me the questions, but she is such a wise woman and um, her her gift is in personal power and overcoming codependency and it's what she framed all of her questions around. And so it is a powerful episode all about how to reclaim your authenticity, how to step back into your personal power and, and what that means for you in your life. And oh, just can't wait to bring it to you. So Keep your eyes out for that one on Thursday, but I will speak to you very soon. Thank you so much for joining me today. It is such an honor to bring my heart directly to your ears. The TJH podcast is in her early days. So if you could take a quick moment to leave a rating on Spotify or write a review on Apple Podcasts, I would be extremely grateful. And if you enjoyed the episode, I encourage you to share it with a friend to help spread the Journey Home message far and wide across the globe. I deeply appreciate you and I will chat to you again very soon.